Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome Hello, to another everyone. episode of Speak Life to the Next Generation. I am Robin Turner. I'm Sherry Sheffield. And we are back at it again. Today we are talking about friendships. Yes. And the importance of friendships and even teaching the next generation a little bit more of how to navigate those those friendships and how to make sure um, we are choosing healthy relationships and how those relationships can impact us in a good way and a not mm-hmm. so good way. So Absolutely. let's just jump right in. And I'll start by a question, Sherry. My question is, do you think that we use the term friendships too loosely? Absolutely. I feel we use that term um, loosely in the manner of basically when someone shows us um, just a little bit surface is what I like to call it. That surface information and um, quote unquote loyalty um, showing that they are concerned about whatever we're going through because wherever we are in our emotions, we automatically think, oh yeah, that's our friend. So yeah, I think we do use it loosely because we don't have a clear definition of what friendship is. Yeah, I have to agree. I have to agree with you. Um, I think we, when I say we use it loosely, I think sometimes putting the trust in the wrong people, mm-hmm. um, giving off, being very transparent with people who may not always deserve um, our truth because they may not be able to handle our truth, you know, or mm-hmm. our transparency. So sometimes um, I think use it too loosely because um, again, putting trust in people who may who may not have earned that place in our life. Absolutely. I think the key word that you said is earning that place in our lives and you know it it goes back to our last conversations our previous podcast talking about trauma and when we haven't healed from it um the inability to decipher between what's healthy and what's not healthy and um sometimes ignoring the red flags or not even being aware of the red flags and so Filling that void in our life and when people are presenting themselves um, in a certain manner um, that we need at that moment, then we can mistakenly say that this is our friend when in fact they may be genuine because they're unaware and sometimes not, but basically we don't have what we need that gift of discernment after trauma to decipher if those people that we're bringing into our lives are worthy of having that title as a friend because that comes with responsibility right right I like the fact that you brought up trauma Mm -hmm. um, because when we talk about traumas, you know, everybody out there who has been listening, you know that we are also clinicians, but Mm -hmm. what we also know about trauma, um, trauma can also skew, I always say, the perspective of how we see ourselves and then how we see others. Mm -hmm. Um, When you have 
come from a place of trauma, whether it be physical abuse, sexual abuse, uh, domestic violence, um, whatever that looks like. Um, sometimes there can be a lot of codependency. Mm-hmm. So that's that I'm trying to emotionally connect to anyone I feel that sees me or anyone that um, I, I feel I can feel that emotional void mm-hmm. in myself. So usually when there's trauma um, and there hasn't been healing, you do have to be that much more careful mm-hmm. about who you're connecting with, your motives behind why you're connecting. Mm-hmm. Because Absolutely. if not, you can find yourself in an abusive relationship, even if it's a friendship, relation, yeah. intimate relationship, friendship, it's abusive emotionally, mentally, um, abusing your self-esteem, how you see yourself, because you're trying to please and be something for somebody else. And that's mm-hmm. usually what shows up for trauma. Absolutely. So the question is, you know, knowing what you know now, um, what would I do different within my choosing of friends in the past (laughs) and even you know moving forward you know and when you you begin that healing process as you and I have done um you know and 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 even if you haven't began your healing process but with life you have life experiences so knowing what you know now what would you do different Okay, so knowing what I know now, let me go back to my younger years. Is that okay? Let me tell you what I did know in my younger years. I think in my younger years, um, I almost feel like in my younger years, don't you feel like it was a little bit easier um, to connect or do you find like it wasn't? I think for me, I, I had an easier process in my younger years because I've had very, very healthy boundaries. Mm. Uh, I'm like, nah, I don't let just anybody in my circle, you know, growing up that I was like that. And part of that probably was because of my trauma, being sexually Mm -hmm. abused as a child, Um, even growing up in a household. um, It was me. I was an only child. And me and my mom lived in my grandmother's house initially. And it was all my cousins and all of them had siblings. Mm-hmm. I was the only one with no sibling. And I was the one that felt got picked on a little bit um, more. And I didn't have no support system. Right. <laughs> so I think growing up as an only child, kind of getting picked on a little bit, my my boundaries were up uh-huh. already. So I already didn't allow a lot of people within my circle, even in intimate relationships. Like I, I had to know that I knew that I knew that you were about me. Right. Um, because of that feeling of I need to be able to trust you. Right. You know, if I share something with you um, in my younger years, I needed to be able to trust you. So I would say even then, the circle of, that I, of friends that I had um, were actually a good circle of people. Some of those people I'm still friends with today. Mm. Um, so going back to my younger years, having those boundaries and now being an adult, what is the same is I still have some healthy boundaries. Yeah. I do not call everybody friend. And for me to call someone a friend, there has to be a level of trust. Right. There has right. to be a level of trust um, 
genuineness, but definitely for me is the trust thing. What about you? So, um, and I think we said this before in our previous um, podcast, for me, I'm the total opposite. I think that's why we're so beautiful with the yin and yang. <laughs> um, because for me, I grew up the only child for 10 years before my brothers came on the set. And so even with that, okay, I'm 10 years old. Here come these twins but the, and their boys. Of course, we're not going to have anything in common. So I'm still growing up essentially the only child. So not necessarily that I yearn for um, the friendship. It was more of that connection because it was me and that trauma not having that sense of belongingness and feeling like the black sheep already. And so for me, I didn't set healthy boundaries. It was anybody that um, would be my friend, I was okay with, even though I wasn't a follower. So what I know now is, and in, in growing and in, in coming into my womanhood and turning 40, and respecting my self-worth, everybody is not for Sherry Sheree. So therefore, <laughs> I don't need all that. So what I know now, compared to when I was younger and growing up, I don't think that I would have thought all the people that I thought when I was younger. I'm very selective now. And even though I'm very transparent in what I say, that can be misconstrued for I'm telling all my business I'm very strategic in that and so for some when I'm sharing it could be like oh you're oversharing and oh my god I wouldn't have never said that because that's not for everybody to know I know what I'm doing and I know what this looks like because of my experience so I'm very strategic in what I share now and I'm very strategic and the people that I'm sharing it with. So if I'm sharing something with you and it feels like I'm oversharing, it's the reason why I'm doing it because I'm studying people and I have prayed and asked for a gift of discernment. And so, um, you know, I know that not everybody is for me. So I, I know how to better set my boundaries and protect myself. So that's kind of what I've learned um, mm-hmm. and what I know now compared to when I was just crashing and burning. And so, you know, as we're talking about this, Robin, it it almost looks similar, but my understanding of what I'm doing is so much greater now. And it doesn't matter that other people may think that it looks like I'm crashing and burning. It's because I know myself more by and by. And I accept myself. Right. And I think, you know, too, a couple of things that you said, being transparent and oversharing and you know what you're doing and you're being strategic. I think also, you know, with us as we get older, um, what I've learned today is that that circle kind of gets smaller. Absolutely. You know, I remember being younger. Um, I had, I did have many friends. I still mm-hmm. only had a few, only a small few I confided in. You know, mm-hmm. only a circle. And I wouldn't even say many friends, um, many associates. I knew many people. I've grown up. I'm in the Las Vegas area. I've grown up here. So I knew a lot of people, hung out with a lot of people. Um, there was only still a small few mm-hmm. that I confided in. And even today, I think if if you're a younger generation and you're listening, um, 
what I have learned is as you get older, that circle kind of gets smaller. Absolutely. You have um, a circle of a few that you can really be, you know, totally transparent with, you Mm -hmm. know, and and you'll know it because there's a comfort there. I think Mm -hmm. even when we first met, um, I was shocked because it was just easy and I was very open. And I can honestly Mm -hmm. say I think you were somebody that I needed in in even that time um, Mm -hmm. when we met at work. So I think um, even as you get older, like I said, that circle just kind of gets a little bit smaller mm-hmm. of who you can be um, completely transparent with. Mm-hmm. Like you said, so it's a little strategic, um, but I think it's that discernment, that comfort, and knowing yeah. that, again, this is somebody that can handle um, my truths. Right. And your truths may not be for everybody but you will know this is that person or these is this that circle I can share with or I can be totally transparent with mm-hmm. um I think you and I we both been reading um Dr. Darius Daniels yeah um, he is actually a pastor I've actually heard him preach and he is absolutely amazing heard him at Chicago um <laughs> for uh what we call a world changer summit but he wrote a book called Relational Intelligence Yes. You and, have put me up on this book and I must say, Hunty. <laughs> it's really I good, am learning right? a lot more about me, even as a clinician. It is so eye-opening. We never stop learning, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Until the day we die, we are supposed to be learning, growing, ever evolving. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with Darius Daniels, he actually breaks down relational intelligence almost into quadrants so to speak mm-hmm. um, he has what we call the friend which is your um, I like the scripture that he even uses which with, in, with that which is the scripture um, let me see which one is it it is the scripture uh, a brother a friend is a brother a friend sticks closer than a brother I think it's John 15 and 3 no greater love has one than this to lay down one's life for one's friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, it's, it's scripturally, that's a good idea or indicator of I'll lay down my life for this person. Yes, absolutely. You know, this is somebody that I will go out of my way for. I, yes. I'm going to be there for. And I think that really breaks down that friendship. And then he also talks about the associate. Yes. He does. And he talks about the, so we have the, the friend, the associate, then we have the uh, advisor, which is the last one. Mm-hmm. And then we have the assignment. That's the other So the other one is the assignment. So I think how he describes it, and again, this is just my interpretation, Sherry, jump in, but the associate is, uh, I like a friend. But the right. associate is the one that you're not as transparent with. Right. Um, you're genuine, you're authentic, mm-hmm. but they don't get that probably more vo- that more transparent side. They exactly. may not be the ones you tell everything to. Exactly. And you know, Robin, you, you actually bring up a good point. You know, if I'm working with um, a client now, actually we're wrapping up 
Um, we're getting close to termination of, of our therapeutic relationship, but this is something that actually just came up and we're talking about relationships, um, which actually happened today. So this is really good, you know, as it aligns, you know, God does everything for a reason as we're talking about this. And I was just talking to, I, I described it because she's a young lady, you know, as we're speaking to the next generation, this young lady um, is 14 and we were talking about, um, you know, just the relationships, like I said, and I described it as, you know, like the rings of the circle. And I'm like, you know, you start with the smaller circle. So like, that's your real intimate. And then you have the outer circles and you go further and further and further. I said, those people that's on those real further outer circles, you know, those those might be your associates. They, they don't get that same type of treatment as those ones in that small, intimate circle. And you have to know um, that when we, we need people in our lives because they serve a purpose of course you know relationships are so important and i like when i was speaking with her and we were in our sessions i actually brought up um you know and i pulled the quote from the book um dr darius and he says you know we need purpose partners we never go just as far as our dreams we go as far as our team who are your team of people how are they getting you to your next level? You know, walk with the wise and become wise for companion of full suffers harm. You know, Proverbs 13 and 20. So being mindful and it goes back to what we said earlier, that spirit of discernment. So when we're talking about associates, we're talking about people that, you know, it's good. We could kick it with you. It's all good. Everybody has their place. And I even shared that, you know, I've had to shed some friendships over the years. I've had to shed them. I still love these people. These are my homies in St. Louis all day long. Sherry, the old Sherry can come out real quick. But at this stage in my life, as I'm growing and I'm developing, they're not going to serve that purpose that I need in this moment. And so I've had to realign, as it says in the book, you know, aligning people where they need to be in your life so that you can fulfill what God has in store for you. Because God is bringing friends in your life to serve his purpose. And so you have to see that season, you know, reason. And and so you, you, you have to, again, pray for that discernment. Associates are those people that you can socialize with. It's enjoyable. It's great. But you're not getting ready to give them all your juicy secrets. You're going to keep them in your living room <laughs> and get them a glass of lemonade and call it a day. You ain't going to take them in your bedroom and show them all your skeletons in your closet, right? <laughs> right. Well, that kind of goes to, too, when we talk about how do we define friendships, right? Right. Um, I think we hit on a couple things. I know I mentioned trust we kind of both mentioned a level of being able to be transparent mm-hmm. um, and I think one of the things you said too is their purpose partners and we call them our tribe, our tribe. absolutely Who is your I tribe? call them village people honey yeah <laughs> your tribe your village and here's the thing um, and here's what I learned even in my adult season um, even in having a tribe I've also learned that God will send sometimes that unexpected you know 
people that we need um mm-hmm. and people that so just stay open i've learned have your tribe but you still you know um god you don't know who god is going to bring so still be right open, um but have the discernment to know oh who sent them god sent this person mm-hmm. in my life so you have your tribe but you never know who god wants to uh, add to your life whether it be for a season or who's come along, who's also going to be walking with you for a lifetime. Um, one of the things that um, I love that Jerry Daniel says, he says, it is those who we can share our wounds with a gentle and tender hand. Mm. Um, so what that pretty much means to me is um, there's areas in my past that have been, you know, trauma, or even, you know, I'm living today and I ain't perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can mm-hmm. share with that person, hey, look, I've made these stupid mistakes. They can see those mistakes and they can handle me with care. Right. Um, so I think that also defines what a friendship is. And one mm-hmm. of my top, let me tell you, one of my high top things up there as far as friendship is somebody that's going to be honest with me. Absolutely. One of the things I... If we call each other friends, I feel like you should be able to tell me the truth from a place of love, from a place of compassion, and Mm -hmm. be willing to say, I love you so much that I'm going to tell you the truth. And if you don't want to talk to me, I'd rather you not talk to me than to know that I didn't let you go off the cliff and not tell you you were going to tell you because I'm the friend that will say, hey, friend hold on I'm seeing some things and uh-huh. I, that's the kind of friend I am and I really love um, friendships where you know you ain't hearing it in the street I heard it from a friend yeah me who is telling me hey there, there are some things here you may need to pay attention to mm-hmm. and I would say even as youth you know don't have people in your life that's just you know oh they just do what you say and they kick in yeah. and whatever whatever telling you what you, you want to hear Tell you what you want to hear. Yes, you want those people that are that's going to tell you the truth out of love and compassion, and with you said, with a Absolutely. gentle and tender hand. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just going to be straight up, real and raw too. Yeah, and it might hurt your feelings. You know, mm-hmm. you might walk away in your feelings with it, but at the end of the day, you know that person has your genuine interest at heart. And so, therefore, when you get out of your feelings, you can have that honest conversation with that person because you have to know that that discernment comes with when God places somebody in your life. You know when God has ordained that relationship, that friendship, because that, that person is showing up in your life in ways that you didn't even expect. And so, even when... You, you're having what they say, the old people used to say, truth hurt. Sometimes it does hurt, but I would rather hear it from someone that cares enough to show me, okay, you need to pull up right here, or, you know, this, this was concerning, or care enough about me getting to where I need to be closer with God and, and, and achieving my goals, as opposed to let somebody just crashing and burning and not caring what I'm saying because you know again we're flawed and we all make mistakes and if I'm out here 
saying reckless things, I would love to have a friend, a person, a sister, a brother, whomever that I'm considering a friend because we're not using that word loosely to say, this is not right. Mm -hmm. This is not right. You know, and so that's that's what you you have to really assess when you are aligning people in your life. You know, you don't want to just roll the dice and just say whichever way it go, that's the way I go. You want to strategically align these people that you're bringing into your circle because you can either be breathing life or death when you are bringing people into your life. Do you agree? Absolutely. It's actually funny that you say that because as a parent, um, I truly, truly, um, when my daughter was growing up, um, I always told her um, who you choose as a friend could be a matter of life or death. Mm -hmm. Um, That is literally and spiritually. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, on the flip end, the kind of friend that she is, because it works both ways, right? You want those people and you want to be that person as well. But truly, um, and I'm speaking this to all my youth out there and even my adults, um, who you choose to be connected to can literally be a matter of life and death for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, because the influence, you know, when we're talking about genuine friendships, we're talking about influence in our lives. Yes. Right? That person speaks into you, pours into you. Mm -hmm. Friendship is reciprocal too. So not only are you pouring into them, but they're also pouring back into you. You're filling each other's cup. Mm -hmm. Um, And you want to make sure that what you're pouring in is healthy. And here's the thing, we're, we're humans, we're flawed, even in friendships, if you're looking for the perfect person, I can tell you then, you know, you're not going to find the perfect friend. <laughs> this mm-hmm. just <laughs> no. Nope. And here's the thing, you know, when you're healed, um, when you're healed, and what I mean healed is if you're somebody who has had trauma, okay? Because mm-hmm. um, I've dealt with clients and even in myself, you know, even growing up and even recognizing myself, when you have trauma, sometimes you can put false expectations on people. You can expect them to be something for you. Mm -hmm. And this, and really what you're doing is trying to make them feel a void. And what I really learned is you cannot have or place so many expectations on people because we're all flawed. Yeah. That person is going to mess up. Yeah. And when you're healed, you know the difference between, okay, my friend, okay, little sketch Mm -hmm. right there. But I know Mm -hmm. the heart of you. So even when you do mess up, because yeah. I've learned the heart of you, mm-hmm. I can still receive you, but yeah. tell you, okay, you did that. And it kind of made me feel this, Yeah, you know, um, and that's what that genuine friendship is. I, I, yeah. I tell anybody, I question genuine, a genuine friendship if you can't tell your friend the truth. If I can't yeah. tell you the truth, then yeah. I can tell you there's something, then this ain't you're probably or the person is probably not a friend they're probably an associate mm-hmm. um, because associates like I said if per Darius Daniels in his book and also truth you know in an associate you may not always have these transparent conversations I may right. not always go back to him be like you heard my feelings I may just walk away from it because it is what it is mm-hmm. um, so if you can't do that my question is the person genuinely a friend or you genuinely the friend because right. truly 
in the deeper levels of that that core friendship you should be able to have that um yeah. and that's a good what indicator of whether this person is a friend or an associate and and again to piggyback off of that you know in in everything that you said you have to assess where you are emotionally have you started mm-hmm. your healing process because sometimes um it well all the time the truth is if you have not began to heal if you don't know what healthy relationships look like, uh, rather that be friendship, intimacy, or whatever, you may have a difficulty with speaking <laughs> your truth. And therefore, you can't even give the other person truth. Not saying that you are not a good friend, but because you're you're still trying to fill that void, mm-hmm. um, you, you may lack in that area of being able to receive the truth and give the truth within that friendship. And so that's why it's so important to begin that healing process, um, you know, from the trauma. I like what Darius said in his book too. And and it goes back to, um, <laughs> you know, understanding and, and knowing associates and friends is that having people in the wrong place can cause an abundance of heartache and pain such as having confidential information exposed bad advice and cancel which devastated um devastates and the impact of your your destiny your overall journey in life so when you know i can't even express enough um, as a clinician, in my own experience, when you haven't healed from your traumatic experience, you miss the red flags, not only in the intimate relationship, but in friendships as well. And mm-hmm. so then you place people that shouldn't even be in your inner circle in the wrong place. And then you're exposed because you've overshared or you 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 thought that you had this person that had your back um but doesn't and ultimately leads you left when you should be going right and leading you astray from your ultimate purpose what god has in store for you um so you know as robin and i we always talk about healing from trauma it is so important to begin that process it is not easy the hard part is just beginning but when you do the beauty of it is having a sense of clarity and discernment so you can recognize who you need to align in your life as a friend because friends are really God's people that he sends to you so that you can be a greater you to serve his purpose I really do believe that Mm -hmm. I agree um that's true that because what that says even as you said what it speaks to me is it's almost like the gift you know when God gives you even a gift of birthing a child right it's a gift Mm -hmm. and it's your responsibility to cultivate the life um, and pour seeds and nurture that child well it's the same thing so when God gives you um the gift of a friend it's important that you water it that you nurture it that you value it and Mm -hmm. the same time and attention that you give a friend, you may not be able to give an associate. You may not be able yeah. to give um, an assignment. Um, they, you know, a friendship has a different level of access to you. 
I also mm-hmm. think too, and, and I'll share, you know, growing up, um, even in adulthood, have I always been the best friend? No, I have not. You know, I think for me, and, and here's when we mess up, we learn from it. Um, I think for me, I have learned too, and, you know, been in situations where I shared certain things and then that went to certain other people. And it was like, wait a minute, friend, that was just for you. We close. And I have gone to the friend and said, you know, I shared this with you without the expectation of you sharing it with everybody. Right. Um, some people are a little bit more open and transparent with, and I'm going and, and share everything with everybody, but that's not who I am. So when I share with my friend, I wanted to stay here. So I've had that conversation. Um, but I've also been on the other end of being the friend that has not given the best advice you know, Mm -hmm. out of my hurting place. Um, Mm -hmm. And then had to go back and apologize to the friend. You're like, you know what? That probably wasn't, you know, and I apologize. That was where I was in that season. So you get that best part of me. So I apologize. And I think being able to do that, see, that's the healing. When you can acknowledge Mm -hmm. where you are um, Mm -hmm. and go back, even if you have to, and apologize to where you've made mistakes as a friend and say, whoa, I messed up. I apologize. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've had to do that. I've been on both ends. Wait a minute. Why are you telling that? And then I've been on the other one, like, dang, that probably wasn't the best wisdom. So I'm so sorry for that. Mm -hmm. Um, when we also look at one of the things I wanted to bring up on here was, um, when he talks about the assignment, and he was talking about don't mix up. Sometimes you can miss, mix up the assignment with an associate or a friend. Mm. And the assignment is basically the person that God may have assigned or someone in your life where you're pouring more into. It's not mm-hmm. a reciprocal. You find yourself giving more, pouring more. And mm-hmm. he was like, sometimes that's the assignment. He even talked about how he had a friend that yeah. started out as a friend that turned into an assignment because he realized the relationship had become more of this person just wanting information from him, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and wanting knowledge and how did he do this and how did he, and he was fine with that. But yeah. he knew, okay, this friendship has adjusted to me just pouring out, helping yeah. me get to this next place in life versus mm-hmm. being this reciprocal thing. And I think it's also learning as you get older that friendships change. Absolutely. Absolutely. Friendships change. And I think when you, Sherry, when you talk about discernment, I think it's acknowledging when friendships have shifted because I think as mm-hmm. an adult, you will see it happen. As your mm-hmm. circle becomes smaller, you will see friendships shift. Mm. And that can even be uncomfortable. But it's acknowledging, yeah. but that's okay. I think as you get older, you just get okay. I know for me, uh, you yeah. know, 40-something, I'm like, okay, well, if the relationship has shifted, uh-huh. I'm okay with that. It's done. It's, it's done. done. And sometimes, I, I agree, Robin. Yeah. I totally yeah. agree. And you know, I, I, as I've gotten older, first of all, I have to accept who I am as a friend. And I know for me personally, I know what I, I pour into people. And I would say, yeah, I just, I just can't help that. Like if God put it on my heart, this is who I am. 
you know, and people say, oh, you're extra, you're going overboard. If God says to do it, then I am going to do it. When I, I love, you know, I love hard. And one thing that this book has taught me so far and in, in just growing up and, and coming into my own is, um, you know, recognizing when people are your assignment and, you know, you're, you're supposed to plant the seed to help them to grow. That doesn't mean you're going to sit there and be able to watch the fruits of your labor. But I recognize when I, the relationship is lopsided, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I recognize that. I feel that. And, you know, my husband is so funny. He's like, oh, here you go again. There you go again. You always pouring into, oh, they just using you. And I'm like, you know what? They're not. But God is. Mm-hmm. God is definitely using me. And even though to those that can't understand what God has in store for me and my purpose and journey in this life, it may look like I'm being used in this and that. I look at it like, you know what? You'll never meet another Sherry. You'll never meet a person like me. And so therefore, I'm hoping I'm providing something to you that you could not receive in your past or maybe you'll never receive. But in that moment, you know what true friendship actually looks like and feels like because you'll never get this experience. I am an experience. You have to experience me. You know what I'm saying? And so therefore, you may get get another friend named Sherry, but you won't get this Sherry Sheree right here. (laughs) And you know, I am definitely that person. And I think um, one of the things you're speaking to, too, is knowing who you are. Yeah. Um, Identity, knowing who you are is huge, even in developing relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, because when we talk about knowing who we are knowing who we are is also like our values our morals absolutely um, what we stand for Um, and when we know that that also helps us in aligning and in making and being wise in who we choose and where we put people in our lives so knowing who we are standing up for who we are being aware of who we are here's the thing it's really called self-awareness right I know who I am I know what I like I know what I don't like this is what I believe in I don't believe in that it kind of helps you to set healthy boundaries and it also helps Absolutely. you to nav- navigate your relationships yes. if we're talking to the you know young and old honestly um knowing who you are is really huge because it speaks to what you will accept and what you won't accept in your life but it's also one of the things you said like even in our friendship you are one of the things I know and here's the other thing knowing who you are but also knowing your friend right yeah one of the things I know about Sherry is her heart is huge and she has I don't think you're just a giver I think you have the gift of giving yes yeah so when we know that Sometimes it is going to be lopsided because gift of giving is a gift. I'm yes. a giver, but mm-hmm. I don't. I already know that my giving <laughs> is not the capacity to which you to which you do. Sherry would come over yeah. and cook you you a whole meal, or um, mm-hmm. she'll give her last. Yeah, she has the gift of giving. Now I will give, but I'm not going to front and say, "Oh, Robin has the gift." No, I don't. No, yeah. I don't. I don't. So, <laughs> I'm you. If you absolutely, I'm like, okay, I got you. Now, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna be. You're not gonna get this big old. It's not. 
But right, when you come right. up, if I'm thinking about you or you know what, I, yeah. I just love you. So I'm, you know, celebrating you. I know when you left, it was like, okay, I need to do something for my friend because, you know, I mm-hmm. do that. But sharing yeah. is a whole nother level. So it's also it's a whole nother level for me. It's a whole nother level. And that's the beauty of her heart. But it's also no It's a curse. It's a beauty and curse. And for you, and here's the thing for the gift of a giver, it usually is. Yes. Because you give to a level and you're not going to get back what no. you give. That That is the gift and the curse. But I think it also speaks to when we talk about expectations in friendships. Mm-hmm. Right? You got to know who your friend is. I know we're going to yeah. talk a little bit more about intimate relationships maybe next week. But even mm-hmm. when we talk about, you know, just our friendships, you know, you have to know who your friend yeah. is. And yeah. understand and be able to accept them for mm-hmm. who they are, not mm-hmm. what you think they should be, but Absolutely. for who they are and where they are. Yeah. I have a big thing. Okay, well, you know, I'll say, you know, that's just where they are. You know, mm-hmm. they're good or bad. It's just that's where right. the person is. And it's learning yeah. to accept them where they are. And then you kind of navigate and say, but you know. Maybe I can't put you in the close circle, but you're my associate, and we always gonna be cool. Mm-hmm. Or you know what, you're my diehard. We down for life. I put you right up in this friendship circle. You know, right. And that that comes with that experience again, and learning who you are, and and like you say, <laughs> having that that gift of giving. One thing for me, as I assess, is it's just basically. It, it almost is, it's like God speaking to me, this is what you need to do for this person at this time. Don't expect, and I never, ever, ever, I don't expect people to and do I you don't. Yeah. what I do on a, on that thing. I don't, I, I don't. Again, it, it's more like, I just want you to know, even if we are friends in this term and, and come 10 years from now, we, we, we I, I, I want you to know that you were loved unconditionally within that, that friendship, because I do believe that, you know, in friendship it's, it's love. Friendship is love. It's Absolutely. not just, Oh, it's my friend. Like I, I genuinely love my friend. There's nothing that you can never call me and say, Sherry, I need, or whatever. And here's the thing, as your friend, you don't even have to. I already know because I am assessing and I'm aware of what you need. That I think mm-hmm. that's, that's what friends should do. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I'm not, is it because of that gift of just being that giver? But I, I if I see my friend in need, I don't have to wait to my friends say I need before I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. That's just who I am. Mm-hmm. Because if I have, you have, if I have a penny and I can split it, we splitting that. Mm-hmm. You know, if I have something that you need, that that's just what we're going to do. And and so that's why you can't use that friendship word so loosely. Absolutely. Because you're not going to do that for everybody. For everybody. And no, I don't want my audience around to, to think that I'm just gifted. I am a gift of givers. I will. I would see a person on the street and probably you probably give a, a dollar or two. I probably try to go grocery shopping and spend my hundred dollars. But that's because I it, it's my experience. 
But one thing for sure I can say, my friends that I call friends, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's just average. I'm going to go a step further for my friends because that's I I look at them like that. That's family. And I know and I cherish that. Mm -hmm. I really do cherish friends. And, and that's, that's something that when you look at my, my obituary, you better put it in there. <laughs> she loved her friend. <laughs> Absolutely. I would say, so in closing, let's say, how would we, um, what would be some words of wisdom? So we're going to speak life to the next generation about friendships. So what are some speak life wisdom nuggets that you can give Um, maybe two or three nuggets that you can give um, to the next generation about friendship that you would like to leave? Um, Friends are individuals who are relational assets and not liability. Mm -hmm. They will take you to the next level and challenge you to be the best you. Meet you where you are and challenge you to be the best you and not be a liability and get you caught up in situations, whether by talking you to into doing something or allowing you to crash and burn. They're an asset to your life, not a liability. Yeah. I think um, the words of wisdom that I would leave to the next generation is... Um, Friendship are those people that will actually also speak life to you too. But in order to identify them, make sure you're in a good place too. Because if you're not, you could miss and stay stuck with people that feel comfortable and miss the people that really have the best for you. And so those are going to be some people that speak life. And those are the people that want you to live life. So as we talk about, I think I said it, my daughter, I tell her all the time, and I'm going to leave this too, you know, um, it's a matter of life and death. Yes. Use wisdom in how you choose. And Mm -hmm. don't be afraid to pull back when it doesn't feel like life. Absolutely. When you feel like you're being led to a place that's not of who you are. And so, um, and let your no be no. It's okay. Um, I think I would say that too. So, um, and I would also say, pick up the book, Darius Daniels. Uh, we only got into about three of those, um, those quadrants, friend, uh, associate, and assignment. But he also talks about the advisor. And usually the advisor is the person that we're going to for wisdom and for me it's usually yeah. somebody older you know I always use a senior mm-hmm. woman that I can go to that's gonna give me that old school wisdom absolutely to speak life I got my tribe and then I have that that I always think of it a Ruth and Naomi type of thing that older mm-hmm. woman that also can, that's my mentor that can tell yeah. me something that I can receive from absolutely all right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Anything, any last words, Sherry? Um, you know what? What what are all my my favorite words? God don't make no jump. He didn't start when he created you. So do something lovely for yourself and thank you 
for listening. Thank you again for joining us. And we'll be coming back soon. We're going to be talking about friend uh, relationships again, but we're going to talk about next time intimate relationships. So join us yes. uh, as we join uh, next week as we get into the next topic. Thank you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome Hello, to everyone. episode of Speak Life to the Next Generation. I am Robin Turner. I'm Sherry Sheffield. And we are back at it again. Today we are talking about friendships. Yes. And the importance of friendships and even teaching the next generation a little bit more of how to navigate those, those friendships and how to make sure um, we are choosing healthy relationships and how those relationships can impact us in a good way and a not so good way. So Absolutely. let's just jump right in. And I'll start by a question, Sherry. My question is, do you think that we use the term friendships too loosely? Absolutely. I feel we use that term um, loosely in the manner of basically when someone shows us um, just a little bit surface is what I like to call it, that surface information and um, quote unquote loyalty um, showing that they are concerned about whatever we're going through because wherever we are in our emotions, we automatically think, oh yeah, that's our friend. So yeah, I think we do use it loosely because we don't have a clear definition of what friendship is. Yeah, I have to agree. I have to agree with you. Um, I think we, when I say we use it loosely, I think sometimes putting the trust in the wrong people, mm -hmm. um, giving off, being very transparent with people who may not always deserve um, our truth because they may not be able to handle our truth, you know, or mm -hmm. our transparency. So sometimes um, I think use it too loosely because um, again, putting trust in people who may, who may not have earned that place in our life. Absolutely. I think the key word that you said is earning that place in our lives and you know, it, it goes back to our last conversations, our previous podcast talking about trauma and when we haven't healed from it, um, the inability to decipher between what's healthy and what's not healthy and um, sometimes ignoring the red flags or not even being aware of the red flags and so filling that void in our life and when people are presenting themselves um, in a certain manner um, that we need at that moment, then we can mistakenly say that this is our friend when in fact they may be genuine because they're unaware and sometimes not, but basically we don't have what we need that gift of discernment after trauma to decipher if those people that we're bringing into our lives are worthy of having that title as a friend, because that comes with responsibility. Right. Right. I like the fact that you brought up trauma 
Mm -hmm. um, because when we talk about traumas, you know, everybody out there who has been listening, you know that we are also clinicians. But Mm -hmm. what we also know about trauma, um, trauma can also skew, I always say, the perspective of how we see ourselves and then how we see others. Mm -hmm. Um, When you have come from a place of trauma, whether it be physical abuse, sexual abuse, uh, domestic violence, um, whatever that looks like, um, sometimes there can be a lot of codependency. Mm-hmm. So that's that I'm trying to emotionally connect to anyone I feel that sees me or anyone that um, I, I feel I can feel that emotional void mm-hmm. in myself. So usually when there's trauma um, and there hasn't been healing, you do have to be that much more careful mm-hmm. about who you're connecting with, your motives of behind why you're connecting. Mm-hmm. Because Absolutely. if not, you can find yourself in an abusive relationship, even if it's a friendship, relation, yeah. intimate relationship, friendship. It's abusive emotionally, mentally, um, abusing your self-esteem, how you see yourself, because you're trying to please and be something for somebody else. And that's mm-hmm. usually what shows up for trauma. Absolutely. So the question is, you know, knowing what you know now, um, what would I do different within my choosing of friends in the past <laughs> and even, you know, moving forward? You know, and when you, you begin that healing process, as you and I have done, um, you know, and, and, and even if you haven't began your healing process, but with life, you have life experiences. So knowing what you know now, what would you do different? Okay, so knowing what I know now, let me go back to my younger years that okay let me tell you what I did know in my younger years I think in my younger years um I almost feel like in my younger years don't you feel like it was a little bit easier um to connect or do you find like it wasn't I think for me I I had an easier process in my younger years because I've had very very healthy boundaries Mm. Uh, I'm like nah I don't let just anybody in my circle you know growing up that I was like that and part of that probably was because of my trauma being sexually Mm -hmm. abused as a child Um, even growing up in a household um, it was me I was an only child and me and my mom lived in my grandmother's house initially and it was all my cousins and all of them had siblings Mm-hmm. I was the only one with no sibling and I was the one that felt got picked on a little bit um, more and I didn't have no support system right <laughs> so I think growing up as an only child kind of getting picked on a little bit my my boundaries were up uh-huh. already so I already didn't allow a lot of people within my circle even in intimate relationships like I, I had to know that I knew that I knew that you were about me Right. Um, because of that feeling of I need to be able to trust you. Right. You know, if I share something with you um, in my younger years, I needed to be able to trust you. So I would say even then, the circle of, of friends that I had um, were actually a good circle of people. Some of those people I'm still friends with today. Mm. Um, so going back to my younger years, having those boundaries and mm. now being an adult, 
what is the same is I still have some healthy boundaries. Yeah. I do not call everybody friend. And Mm -hmm. for me to call someone a friend, there has to be a level of trust. Right. There has to be a level of trust. Um, genuineness but definitely for me it's a trust thing what about you so um and I think we said this before in our previous um podcast for me I'm the total opposite I think that's why we're so beautiful with the yin and yang (laughs) um because for me I grew up the only child for 10 years before my brothers came on the set and so even with that, okay, I'm 10 years old. Here come these twins but the, and their boys. Of course, we're not going to have anything in common. So I'm still growing up essentially the only child. So not necessarily that I yearned for um, the friendships. It was more of that connection because it was me and that trauma not having that sense of belongingness and feeling like the black sheep already. And so for me, I didn't set healthy boundaries. It was anybody that um, would be my friend, I was okay with, even though I wasn't a follower. So what I know now is in, in growing and in, in coming into my womanhood and turning 40 and respecting my self-worth, Everybody is not for Sherry Sheree. So therefore, <laughs> I don't need all that. So what I know now, compared to when I was younger and growing up, I don't think that I would have thought all the people that I thought when I was younger. I'm very selective now. And even though I'm very transparent in what I say, that can be misconstrued for I'm telling all my business I'm very strategic in that and so for some when I'm sharing it could be like oh you're oversharing and oh my god I wouldn't have never said that because that's not for everybody to know I know what I'm doing and I know what this looks like because of my experience so I'm very strategic in what I share now and I'm very strategic and the people that I'm sharing it with. So if I'm sharing something with you and it feels like I'm oversharing, it's the reason why I'm doing it because I'm studying people and I have prayed and asked for a gift of discernment. And so, um, you know, I know that not everybody is for me. So I, I know how to better set my boundaries and protect myself. So that's kind of what I've learned um, mm-hmm. and what I know now compared to when I was just crashing and burning. And so, you know, as we're talking about this, Robin, it it almost looks similar, but my understanding of what I'm doing is so much greater now. And it doesn't matter that other people may think that it looks like I'm crashing and burning. It's because I know myself more by and by, and I accept Mm -hmm. myself. Right. And I think, you know, to a couple of things that you said, being transparent and oversharing and you know what you're doing and you're being strategic. I think also, you know, with us, as we get older, um, what I've learned today is that that circle kind of gets smaller. Absolutely. You know, I remember being younger. Um, I had, I did have many friends. I still mm-hmm. only had a few, only a small few I confided in. You know, mm-hmm. only a circle. And I wouldn't even say many friends. Um, 
many associates. I knew many people. I've grown up. I'm in the Las Vegas area. I've grown up here. So I knew a lot of people, hung out with a lot of people. Um, there was only still a small few mm-hmm. that I confided in. And even today, I think if if you're a younger generation and you're listening, um, what I have learned is as you get older, that circle kind of gets smaller. Absolutely. You have um, a circle of a few that you can really be, you know, totally transparent with, you mm-hmm. know, and and you'll know it because there's a comfort there. I think mm-hmm. even when we first met, um, I was shocked because it was just easy and I was very open. And I can honestly mm-hmm. say I think you were somebody that I needed in, in even that time mm-hmm. um, of when we met at work. Absolutely. So I think um, even as you get older, like I said, that circle just kind of gets a little bit smaller mm-hmm. of who you can be um, completely transparent with. Mm-hmm. Like you said, so it's a little strategic, um, but I think it's that discernment, that comfort, and knowing yes. that, again, this is somebody that can handle um, my truths. Right. And your truths may not be for everybody but you will know this is that person or these is this that circle I can share with or I can be totally transparent with mm-hmm. um I think you and I we both been reading um Dr. Darius Daniels yeah um, he is actually a pastor I've actually heard him preach and he is absolutely amazing heard him at Chicago um <laughs> for uh what we call a world changer summit but he wrote a book called relational intelligence Yes. You and have put me up on this book and I must say, Hunte, <laughs> it's really I good, am learning right? a lot more about me, even as a clinician. It is so eye-opening. We never stop learning, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Until the day we die, we are supposed to be learning, growing, ever evolving. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with Darius Daniels, he actually breaks down relational intelligence almost into quadrants so to speak Mm -hmm. um he has what we call the friend which is your um i like the scripture that he even uses which with in with that which is the scripture um let me see which one is it it is the scripture uh a brother a friend is a brother a friend sticks closer than a brother i think it's john 15 and 3 no greater love has one than mm-hmm. this to lay down one's life for one's friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, it's, it's scripturally, that's a good idea or indicator of I'll lay down my life for this person. Yes, absolutely. You know, this is somebody that I will go out of my way for. I, yeah. I'm going to be there for. And I think that really breaks down that friendship. And then he also talks about the associate. Yes. He does. And he talks about the, so we have the, the friend, the associate, then we have the uh, advisor, which is the last one. Mm-hmm. And then we have the assignment. That's the other one. So the other one is the assignment. So I think how he describes it, and again, this is just my interpretation, Sherry, jump in, but the associate is, uh, I like a friend. But the right. associate is the one that you're not as transparent with. Right. Um, you're genuine, you're authentic, mm-hmm. but they don't get that 
probably more vote that more transparent side. They exactly. may not be the ones you tell everything to. Exactly. And you know, Robin, you you actually bring up a good point. You know, as I'm working with um, a client now, actually we're wrapping up. Um, we're getting close to termination of of our therapeutic relationship, but this is something that actually just came up, and we're talking about relationships, um, which actually happened today. So this is really good, you know, as it aligns. You know, God does everything for a reason. As we're talking about this, and I was just talking to I, I described it because she's a young lady. You know, as we're speaking to the next generation, this young lady um is fourteen, and we were talking about. Um, you know, just the relationships, like I said, and I described it as, you know, like the rings of the circle. And I'm like, you know, you start with the smaller circle. So like, that's your real intimate. And then you have the outer circles and you go further and further and further. I said, those people that's on those real further outer circles, you know, those, those might be your associates. They, they don't get that same type of treatment as those ones in that small intimate circle. And you have to know um, that when we we need people in our lives because they serve a purpose, of course, you Absolutely. know, relationships are so important. And I like when I was speaking with her and we were in our sessions, I actually brought up, um, you know, and I pulled the quote from the book, um, Dr. Darius, and he says, you know, we need purpose partners. We never go just as far as our dreams. We go as far as our team. Who are your team of people? How are they getting you to your next level? You know, walk with the wise and become wise for companion of full suffers harm. You know, Proverbs 13 and 20. So being mindful, and it goes back to what we said earlier, the spirit of discernment. So when we're talking about associates, we're talking about people that, you know, it's good. We could kick it with you. It's all good. Everybody has their place. And I even shared that, you know, I've had to shed some friendships over the years. I've had to shed them. I still love these people. These are my homies in St. Louis all day long. Sherry, the old Sherry can come out real quick. But... At this stage in my life, as I'm growing and I'm developing, they're not going to serve that purpose that I need in this moment. And so I've had to realign, as it says in the book, you know, aligning people where they need to be in your life so that you can fulfill what God has in store for you. Because God is bringing friends in your life to serve his purpose. And so you have to see that season, you know, reason. And and so you, you have to, again, pray for that discernment. Associates are those people that you can socialize with. It's enjoyable. It's great. But you're not getting ready to give them all your juicy secrets. You're going to keep them in your living room <laughs> and get them a glass of lemonade and call it a day. You ain't going to take them in your bedroom and show them all your skeletons in your closet, right? <laughs> right. Well, that kind of goes to, too, when we talk about how do we define friendships, right? Right. Um, I think we hit on a couple things. I know I mentioned trust. We kind of both mentioned a level of being able to be transparent. Mm -hmm. um, and I think one of the things you said, too, is their purpose partners. And we call them our tribe. 
I try. Absolutely. Who is your I call tribe. them village people, honey. Yeah, <laughs> your tribe, your village. And here's the thing. Um, and here's what I learned even in my adult season. Um, even in having a tribe, I've also learned that God will send sometimes that unexpected, you know, people that we need. Um mm-hmm. And people that so just stay open. I've learned have your tribe, but you still, you know, um, God, you don't know who God is going to bring. So still be right. open, um, but have the discernment to know, oh, who sent them? God sent this person mm-hmm. in my life. So you have your tribe, but you never know who God wants to uh, add to your life whether it be for a season or who's come along, who's also going to be walking with you for a lifetime. Um, One of the things that um, I love that Darius Daniel says, he says, it is those who we can share our wounds with a gentle and tender hand. Mm. Um, So what that pretty much means to me is um, there's areas in my past that have been, you know, trauma, Or even, you know, I'm living today and I ain't perfect. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I can Mm -hmm. share with that person, hey, look, I've made these stupid mistakes. They can see those mistakes and they can handle me with care. Right. Um, So I think that also defines what a friendship is. And one of my top, let me tell you, one of my high top things up there as far as friendship is somebody that's going to be honest with me. Absolutely. One of the things I, if we call each other friends, I feel like you should be able to tell me the truth from a place of love, from a place of compassion, and Mm -hmm. be willing to say, I love you so much that I'm going to tell you the truth. And if you don't want to talk to me, I'd rather you not talk to me than to know that I didn't let you go off the cliff and not tell you you were going to tell you because I'm the friend that will say, hey, friend, hold on, I'm seeing some things, and Uh that's the kind of friend I am, and I really love um, friendships where, you know, you ain't hearing it in the street, I heard it from a friend about me who is telling me, hey, there are some things here you may need to pay attention to, Mm -hmm. and I would say even as youth, you know, don't have people in your life that's just, you know, oh, they just do what you say and they kick in yeah. and whatever, whatever. Telling you what you, you want to hear. Tell you what you want to hear. Yes. You want those people that are going to tell you the truth. Out of love and compassion and with, you said, with a Absolutely. gentle and tender hand. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just going to be straight up real and raw too. Yeah. And it might hurt your feelings. You know, mm-hmm. you might walk away in your feelings with it. But at the end of the day, you know that person has your genuine interest at heart. And so, therefore, when you get out of your feelings, you can have that honest conversation with that person. Because you have to know that that discernment comes with when God places somebody in your life. You know when God has ordained that relationship, that friendship. Because right. that that person is showing up in your life in ways that you didn't even expect. And mm-hmm. so even when you, you're having what they say, the old people used to say, the truth hurt. Sometimes it does hurt. But I would rather hear it from someone that cares enough to show me, okay, you need to pull up right here. Or, you know, this, this was concerning. Or care enough about me getting to 
where I need to be closer with God and, and, and achieving my goals as opposed to let somebody just crashing and burning and not caring what I'm saying because, you know, again, we're flawed and we all make mistakes. And if I'm out here saying reckless things, I would love to have a friend, a person, a sister, a brother, whomever that I'm considering a friend because we're not using that word loosely to say, this is not right. Mm -hmm. This is not right. You know, and so that's that's what you you have to really assess when you are aligning people in your life. You know, you don't want to just roll the dice and just say whichever way it go, that's the way I go. You want to strategically align these people that you're bringing into your circle because you can either be breathing life or death when you are bringing people into your life. Do you agree? Absolutely. It's actually funny that you say that because as a parent, um, I truly, truly, um, when my daughter was growing up, um, I always told her um, who you choose as a friend could be a matter of life or death. Mm -hmm. Um, That is literally and spiritually. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, on the flip end, the kind of friend that she is, because it works both ways, right? You want those people and you want to be that person as well. But truly, um, and I'm speaking this to all my youth out there and even my adults, um, who you choose to be connected to can literally be a matter of life and death for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the influence, you know, when we're talking about genuine friendships, we're talking about influence in our lives. Yeah. Right. That person speaks into you pours into you Mm -hmm. friendship is reciprocal too so not only are you pouring into them but they're also pouring back into you you're filling Mm -hmm. each other's cup Mm -hmm. Um, and you want to make sure that what you're pouring in is healthy and here's the thing we're you're we're humans we're flawed even in friendships if you're looking for the perfect person I can tell you then you know you're not going to find the perfect friend (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. just (laughs) no and Here's the thing, you know, when you're healed, um, when you're healed, and what I mean healed is if you're somebody who has had trauma, okay, because mm-hmm. um, I've dealt with clients and even in myself, you know, even growing up and even recognizing myself, when you have trauma, sometimes you can put false expectations on people. You can yeah. expect them to be something for you. Mm-hmm. And this, and really, what you're doing is trying to make them fill the void. A void, and what yes. I really learned is you cannot have or place so many expectations on people because we're all flawed. Yeah, that person is gonna mess up. Yeah, and when you're healed. You know the difference between okay, my friend, okay, little sketch mm-hmm. right there, but I know mm-hmm. the heart of you. So even when you do mess up. Because yeah. I've learned the heart of you, mm-hmm. I can still receive you, but yeah. tell you, okay, you did that. And it kind of made me feel this, Yeah, you know, um, and that's what that genuine friendship is. I, I, yeah. I tell anybody, I question genuine, a genuine friendship if you can't tell your friend the truth. If I can't yeah. tell you the truth, then yeah. I'm going to tell you there's something, then this ain't, you're probably, or the person is probably not a friend they're probably an associate mm-hmm. um, because associates like I said it, per Darius Daniels in his book and mm-hmm. also truth you know 
and an associate, you may not always have these transparent conversations. I may right. not always go back to you and be like, you heard my feelings. I may just walk away from it because it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can't do that, my question is the person genuinely your friend or you genuinely the friend because right. truly in the deeper levels of that, that core friendship, you should be able to have that. Um, yeah. And that's a good what indicator of whether this person is a friend or an associate. And and again, to piggyback off of that, you know, in, in everything that you said, you have to assess where you are emotionally. Have you started mm-hmm. your healing process? Because sometimes um, it, well, all the time, the truth is, if you have not began to heal, if you don't know what healthy relationships look like, uh, whether that be friendship, intimacy or whatever, you may have a difficulty with speaking your truth. And therefore, you can't even give the other person truth. Not saying that you are not a good friend, but because you're you're still trying to fill that void, mm-hmm. um, you you may lack in that area of being able to receive the truth and give the truth within that friendship. And so that's why it's so important to begin that healing process, um, you know, from the trauma. I like what Darius said in his book too, and and it goes back to. Um, <laughs> you know, understanding and, and knowing associates and friends is that having people in the wrong place can cause an abundance of heartache and pain, such as having confidential information exposed, bad advice and cancel, which devastated, um, devastates and the impact of your, your destiny, your overall journey in life. So when, you know, I can't even express enough um as a clinician in my own experience when you haven't healed from your traumatic experience you miss the red flags not only in the intimate relationship but in friendships as well and Mm -hmm. so then you place people that shouldn't even be in your inner circle in the wrong place and then you're exposed because you've overshared or you you, you thought that you had this person that had your back, um, but doesn't, and ultimately leads you left when you should be going right and leading you astray from your ultimate purpose, what God has in store for you. Um, so, you know, as Robin and I, we always talk about healing from trauma. It is so important to begin that process. It is not easy. The hard part is just beginning. But when you do, the beauty of it is having a sense of clarity and discernment so you can recognize who you need to align in your life as a friend because friends are really God's people that he sends to you so that you can be a greater you to serve his purpose. I really do believe that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um that's true. That because what that says, even as you said, what it speaks to me is it's almost like the gift, you know, when God gives you even a gift of birthing a child, right? It's a gift mm-hmm. and it's your responsibility to cultivate the life um, and pour seeds and nurture that child. Well, it's the same thing. So when God gives you um, 
the gift of a friend, it's important that you water it, that you nurture it, that you value it. And Mm -hmm. the same time and attention that you give a friend, you may not be able to give an associate. You may not be able to give um, an assignment. Um, They, you know, a friendship has a different level of access to you. I also Mm -hmm. think too, and, and I'll share, you know, growing up, um, even in adulthood, have I always been the best friend? No, I have not. You know, I think for me, and and here's when we mess up, we learn from it. Um, I think for me, I have learned too, and, you know, been in situations where I shared certain things and then that went to certain other people. And it was like, wait a minute, friend, that was just for you. We close. Mm -hmm. And I have gone to the friend and said, you know, I shared this with you without the expectation of you sharing it with everybody. Right. Um, some people are a little bit more open and transparent with and outgoing and, and share everything with everybody, but that's not who I am. So when I share with my friend, I wanted to stay here. So I've had that conversation. Um, but I've also been on the other end of being the friend that has not given the best advice, you know, mm-hmm. out of my hurting place. Um, mm-hmm. And then had to go back and apologize to the friend. And like, you know what? That probably wasn't, you know, and I apologize. That was where I was in that season. So you right. get that best part of me. So I apologize. And I think being able to do that, see, that's the healing. When you can acknowledge mm-hmm. where you are um, mm-hmm. and go back, even if you have to, and apologize to where you've made mistakes as a friend and say, whoa, I messed up. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had to do that. I've been on both ends. Yes. Wait a minute, why are you telling that? And then I've been on the other end, like, dang, that probably wasn't the best wisdom. So I'm so sorry for that. Mm-hmm. Um, when we also look at one of the things I wanted to bring up on here was um, when he talks about the assignment. And he was talking about don't mix up. Sometimes you can miss, mix up the assignment with an associate or a friend Mm. and the assignment is basically the person that God may have assigned or someone in your life where you're pouring more into it's not Mm -hmm. a reciprocal you find yourself giving more pouring more and Mm -hmm. he was like sometimes that's the assignment he even talked about how he had a friend that started out as a friend that turned into an assignment because he realized the relationship had become more of this person just wanting information from him, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and wanting knowledge and how did he do this and how did he, and he was fine with that, but yeah. he knew, okay, this friendship has adjusted to me just pouring out, helping yeah. me get to this next place in life versus mm-hmm. being this reciprocal thing. And I think it's also learning as you get older that friendships change. Absolutely. Absolutely. Friendships change. And I think when you, Sherry, when you talk about discernment, I think it's acknowledging when friendships have shifted, because I think as Mm -hmm. an adult, you will see it happen. As Mm -hmm. your circle becomes smaller, you will see friendships shift. Mm. And that can even be uncomfortable, but it's acknowledging but that's okay. I think as you get older, you just get okay. I know for me, uh, you yeah. know, 40 something, I'm like, okay, well, it, the relationship has shifted. Uh-huh. And I'm okay with that. It's done. It's, it's done. done. And I, I agree, Robin. Yeah. I totally yeah. agree. And, you know, I, I, 
as I've gotten older, first of all, I have to accept who I am as a friend. And I know for me personally, I know what I I pour into people. And I always say, yeah, I just, I just can't help that. Like, if God put it on my heart, this is who I am. You know, and people say, oh, you're extra. You're going overboard. If God says to do it, then I am going to do it. When I, I love, you know, I love hard. And one thing that this book has taught me so far and in, in just growing up and, and coming into my own is, um, you know, recognizing when people are your assignment and, you know, you're, you're supposed to plant the seed to help them to grow. That doesn't mean you're going to sit there and be able to watch the fruits of your labor. But I recognize when I, the relationship is lopsided, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I recognize that. I feel that. And, you know, my husband is so funny. He's like, oh, here you go again. There you go again. You always pouring into, oh, they just using you. And I'm like, you know what? They're not, but God is. Mm-hmm. God is definitely using me. And even though to those that can't understand what God has in store for me and my purpose and journey in this life, it may look like I'm being used in this and that. I look at it like, you know what? You'll never meet another Sherry. You'll never meet a person like me. And so, therefore, I'm hoping I'm providing something to you that you could not receive in your past or maybe you'll never receive. But in that moment, you know what true friendship actually looks Mm -hmm. like and feels like because you'll never get this experience. I am an experience. You have to experience me. You know what I'm saying? And so, therefore, you may get get another friend named Sherry, but you won't get this Sherry Sheree right here. Mm. I am definitely that person. And I think um, one of the things you're speaking to, too, is knowing who you are. Yeah. Um, Identity, knowing who you are is huge, even in developing relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, because when we talk about knowing who we are, knowing who we are is also like our values, our morals, Absolutely. Um, what we stand for. Um, and when we know that, that also helps us in aligning and in, in making and being wise in who we choose and where we put people in our lives. So knowing who we are standing up for who we are, being aware of who we are. Here's the thing, it's really called self-awareness, right? I know who I am. I know what I like. I know what I don't like. This is what I believe in. I don't believe in that. It kind of helps you to set healthy boundaries and it also helps Absolutely. you to nav- navigate your relationships. Yes. If we're talking to the you know young and old, honestly, um, knowing who you are is really huge because it speaks to what you will accept and what you won't accept in your life. But it's also one of the things you said, like even in our friendship, you are one of the things I know. And here's the other thing, knowing who you are, but also knowing your friend, right? Yeah. One of the things I know about Sherry is her heart is huge. And she has, I don't think you're just a giver. I think you have the gift of giving. Yes. Yeah. So when we know that, Sometimes it is going to be lopsided because gift of giving is a gift. I'm yes. a giver, but mm-hmm. I don't, I already know that my giving <laughs> is not the capacity to which you, to which you do. Sherry will come over yeah. and cook you, you a whole meal or um, mm-hmm. she'll give her last. 
Yeah. She has the gift of giving. Now, I will give, but I'm not going to front and say, oh, Robin has the gift. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't. don't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to give you. If you absolutely, I'm like, okay, I got you. Now, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna be. You're not gonna get this big old. It's not. But right when you come, right. up, if I'm thinking about you, or you know what, I, yeah. I just love you. So I'm, you know, celebrating you. I know when you left, it was like, okay, I need to do something for my friend because you know I mm-hmm. do that. But sharing yeah. is a whole another level. So it's also it's a whole another level for me. A whole another level, and that's the beauty of her heart. But it's also no. It's a curse. It's a beauty and curse. And for you, and here's the thing: for the gift of a giver, it usually is. Yes. Because you give to a level, and you're not going to get back what no. you give. That that is the gift and the curse. But I think it also speaks to when we talk about expectations and friendships. Mm-hmm. Right. You got to know who your friend is. I know we're going to yeah. talk a little bit more about intimate relationships maybe next week. But even mm-hmm. when we talk about, you know, just our friendships, you know, you have to know who your friend yeah. is and yeah. understand and be able to accept them for mm-hmm. who they are, not mm-hmm. what you think they should be, but Absolutely. For who they are and where they are. Yeah, I have a big thing. Okay, well, you know, I'll say, you know, that's just where they are. You know, mm-hmm. they're good or bad. It's just that's where right. the person is. And it's learning yeah. to accept them where they are. And then you kind of navigate and say, but you know, maybe I can't put you in the close circle, but you're my associate and we always going to be cool. Mm-hmm. Or you know what? You're my diehard. We down for life. I put you right up in this friendship circle, you know. Right. And that, that comes with that experience again and learning who you are. And, and like you say, having that, that gift of giving, one thing for me as I assess is, it's just basically, it, it almost is, it's like God speaking to me, this is what you need to do for this person at this time. Don't expect, and I never, ever, ever, I don't expect people to, and do I you don't. Yeah. what I do on a, on that thing. I don't. I I don't. Again, it, it's more like I just want you to know. Even if we are friends in this term, and and come ten years from now, we we I I, I want you to know that you were loved right. unconditionally within that that friendship. Because I do believe that, you know, in friendship, it's, it's love. Friendship is love. It's Absolutely. not just, oh, it's my friend. Like, I I genuinely love my friend. There's nothing that you can never call me and say, Sherry, I need or whatever. And here's the thing. As your friend, you don't even have to. I already know because I am assessing and I'm aware of what you need that I think mm-hmm. that's that's what friends should do yeah now here's the thing I'm not because is it because of that gift of just being that giver but I I if I see my friend in need I don't have to wait to my friends say I need before I'm going to do it mm-hmm. that's just who I am mm-hmm. because if I have you have if I have a penny and I can split it we splitting that you know, mm-hmm. if I have something that you need, that that's just what we're going to do. And and so that's why you can't use that friendship where it's so loosely. 
Absolutely. Because you're not going to do that for everybody. For everybody. And no, I don't want my audience around to, to think that I'm just gift. I am a gift of givers. I will. I would see a person on the street and probably you probably give a, a dollar or two. I probably try to go grocery shopping and spend my hundred dollars. But that's because I it, it's my experience. But one thing for sure, I can say my friends that I call friends. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's just average. I'm going to go a step further for my friends because right. that's I, I look at them like that. That's family. And I know and I cherish that. Mm-hmm. I really do cherish friends. And and that's that's something that when you look at my, my obituary, you better put it in there. <laughs> she <laughs> loved her friends. <laughs> Absolutely. I would say, so in closing, let's say, how would we, um, what would be some words of wisdom? So we're going to speak life to the next generation about friendships. So what are some speak life wisdom nuggets that you can give? Um, maybe two or three nuggets that you can give um, to the next generation about friendship that you would like to leave. Um. Friends are individuals who are relational assets and not liability. Mm-hmm. They will take you to the next level and challenge you to be the best you. Meet you where you are and challenge you to be the best you and not be a liability and get you caught up in situations, rather by talking you to into doing something or allowing you to crash and burn. They're an asset to your life, not a liability. Yeah. I think um, the words of wisdom that I would leave to the next generation is um, friendship are those people that will actually also speak life to you too. But in order to identify them, make sure you're in a good place too. Because if you're not, you could miss and stay stuck with people that feel comfortable and miss the people that really have the best for you. And so those are going to be some people that speak life. And those are the people that want you to live life. So as we talk about, I think I said in my daughter, I tell her all the time and I'm going to leave this too, you know, um, it's a matter of life and death. Yes. Use wisdom in how you choose. And mm-hmm. don't be afraid to pull back when it doesn't feel like life. Absolutely. When you feel like you're being led to a place that's not of who you are. And mm-hmm. so um, and let your no be no. It's okay. Um, yeah. I think I would say that too. So, um, and I would also say pick up the book Darius Daniels. Uh, we only got into about three of those um, those quadrants, friend, uh, associate, and assignment. But he also talks about the advisor. And usually the advisor is the person that we're going to for wisdom. And for me, it's usually yeah. somebody older. You know, I always use a seasoned mm-hmm. woman that I can go to that's going to give me that old school wisdom. Absolutely. To speak life. I got my tribe. And then I have that, that I always think of it a Ruth and Naomi type of thing. That older mm-hmm. woman that also can, that's my mentor that can tell yeah. me something that I can receive from. 
Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Anything, any last words, Sherry? Um, you know what? What what are all my, my favorite words? God don't make no jump. He didn't start when he created you. So do something lovely for yourself and thank you for listening. Thank you again for joining us and we'll be coming back soon. We're going to be talking about friend uh, relationships again, but we're going to talk about next time intimate relationships. So join us yes. uh, as we join uh, next week as we get into the next topic. Thank you.